As I know in the words, I'd be really impressed. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Empire 161 Show, Season 4, Episode 12. Uh, 11. Sorry, jumping in there for a second. Uh, yeah, happy 4th of July. And yeah, hopefully everyone's getting ready for your barbecues or doing whatever you're going to do today. But you can start off with some Yankees baseball talk with us. Uh, and we're opening up with Larry Lafania. Which is, did I really, did I, no, yes, the pronunciation is okay. Say it again. I said, Vale La Pena. Vale La Pena. Okay, all right, good. I got it. Uh, Juan Luis Carrera, as he, that's the song that uh, Domingo Herman warms up to, and pretty much if you follow the Yankee Baseball this week, you know why they're opening up. Pretty big week for Domingo. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, if you're joining us on Facebook live stream, or if you're joining us on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or wherever you found the audio on the podcast. We appreciate your support. With me as always is Lisa. Lisa, what's up? Hey, good morning, everybody. We almost never get to say good morning on our show, but today we are. Uh, and as Ed said, this is Vale La Pena um, by Juan Luis Guerra, and it means it's worth it. And we're going to talk about just how much it was worth it when Domingo Herman pitched his perfect game earlier in the week. Oh, my gosh. That was so exciting to watch. Um, but uh, as we cover that, we're also going to cover the three wins and the three losses in the two series that the Yankees were in versus the Oakland A's and the St. Louis Cardinals. And then last night, Ed and I went to the game, and we saw the Yankees beat the Orioles in a very exciting, dramatic game. Uh, we saw fireworks on the field in terms of the Yankees' bats, and we also saw fireworks after the game, which were beautiful and very well done, I must say. We enjoyed that a lot. Um, I'm also going to take a moment to say, and I told Ed this yesterday, I got to go to Citizens Bank Park last weekend, and I saw the Phillies play the Nationals. It was my first time there, and that park is absolutely beautiful. Uh, if you've never been there and you're listening, it is a fan-friendly park. It is a kid-friendly park. I saw some dogs there, although I believe it was service dogs, not like bring your dog to the park day. Um, but everybody there was amazing. The park is it's just really a gorgeous park to look at. There's so much to do in there. Um, I have to say, and Ed, you've been there before too. I know it's been a while. Mm -hmm. In terms of food, not the biggest selection of things outside of the normal ballpark food. So of course there were cheesesteaks because that's what Philly's known for. Um, there were chicken, there was a chickies and chickies and peats, but all you could get was the crab fries. Which we have um, now in Yankee Stadium, but like which they do, right? So the I first wasn't really time when I went, that was that's where I first had it. So okay, I had no so idea. So it was it was a novelty to me, but no, for Yankee Stadium, we've had it for a few years now. So right, um, but outside, like we walked the whole park to see what was around, and I was excited. I wanted to get a chicken cheesesteak. I don't eat steak steak. They didn't have chicken cheesesteak, so I couldn't get one in the park. I did get one uh, the next day. But other than that, it was like burgers and dogs and chicken tenders. And I don't know. I guess I'm a little spoiled because in Yankee Stadium, you could get sushi. You could get halal. You could get like a full-blown plate of arroz con pollo if you want. Like you can get a lot of things at Yankee Stadium. So that is my only down. Oh, no, I have two downsides. The food was one. 
The second one was I had a purse that was not bigger than a drawstring bag that you would wear on your back. You could bring a drawstring bag in, but I wasn't allowed to bring my purse in. So I did not know that. And we had to, uh, they had a mobile locker by the third baseline outside. Uh, we had to put, I had to put my purse in the mobile locker and then proceed to walk around and see people carrying bags that were bigger than my purse in the stadium. I was very upset about that because I don't carry big purses to begin with. So, um, and then I told you this, Ed, after that game, we had a post-game show by DJ <laughs> Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, who I did not know was apparently an international DJ. And everybody there lost their minds except for me and my boyfriend. And we were like, what is going on? Why are all these people going crazy? And we're looking around like, what? Um, people were losing their minds. There was a girl with a cardboard cut out of Shaq uh, walking around, screaming her head off. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, when you told me that last night, I was, I was pretty blown away by that. I was, I was not expecting that. I was just recently finding out that Mika Zibanejad out of the New York Rangers was a DJ and doing an international competition. And apparently, I knew Shaq was like, I remember like him rapping some. Right. Place, and I get that, but I, I didn't know about the whole DJ part. Like that was, that's a whole nother thing. Yep. <laughs> um, and the one, uh, I'll just say one last thing, if anybody's never been there. The one cool thing about um, the area where the field is, is that it's it's with the other sports uh, arenas, right? So the Eagles, the Flyers, and I'm missing a team. The the 76er. Well, the oh. Flyers and the Sixers played, they share the same building. The okay. Oh, so then I think the fourth building that I'm counting is the Xfinity Live building. Um, but yeah, they're all like right there next to each other. So there's a bazillion places to park a car and then you can go across the street from any of them and like get food and, and have a beverage after the game. So that, that seems to be a fairly, I'm going to be honest. It seems to be a fairly common thing in other cities, not yes. because our, our uh, stadiums and arenas are all far from each other. Fairly. Far, and and in the too. middle of busy places too. Yeah. So like in Kansas City, the Royals and the Chiefs actually share parking lots too. Like they have their stadiums on the side and then there's a parking lot in the middle. Um, let's see, PNC in Pittsburgh, PNC Park where the Pirates play, mm -hmm. and Heinz Field, which I actually don't think is Heinz Field anymore. I think it's something else. They are there. There's a parking lot in between them and everything. So there seems to be a common thing. But yeah, farmers are all over and like Madison Square Gardens, obviously not. They don't even have their own parking lot. It's just whatever. Yankee you get Stadium. there by train or you don't show up. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, or you, you park in the street. You get there early and you get near parking early. when it expires, yes. So that, there are ways. But no, for the, you're right. For the most part, though, like it's it's really cool. And I noticed I was actually at the Mets-Giants game Sunday night, and I noticed there was some construction going on over there, and it reminded me that NYCFC is getting their stadium built over there. I can't wait to get them out of Yankee Stadium. And uh, I, I wonder if they're going to have the same thing. Because Angie asked me, she's like, well, are they going to do the parking lot thing where they share it or not share it? I don't know. That, it's, that, that's kind of interesting to me. I can't imagine that that arena is going to be that big. Like, it's not going to hold 40,000 or 
I mean, remember, I mean, yeah, maybe not whole 40,000, but remember, a soccer pitch is huge, so. You know, no, 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 I think for the playing surface, of course, but I just meant, like, you know, the stands. I, I don't, like, 25,000? Maybe? I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they've been drawing, like, honestly. I, I did not look up their attendance to see. I know. But, I mean, they're a pretty popular club. They won the championship, so. Yeah. I I, um, I don't see them selling it out at Yankee Stadium or actually wow why not just drop by the way for today for today uh -oh. yes. so uh, we'll we'll get that for you in a little a little bit um, Anthony Rizzo's leading off okay okay oh, well okay <laughs> um we'll talk about that more in a bit yeah but no um, no Citizens Bank is really cool that, that's a, that's a really cool ballpark um, I don't recall anything out of the ordinary now, because I'm just thinking back to when I first went to Citizens Bank. Like it was the first time the Yankees had played there, uh, and that was, like I said, that was late 2000s. So, um, yeah, crab fries were new to me, so I was like, oh my god, this is cool. And then Tony Luke's cheesesteak, which is the one that I was put onto, you know, our friend Kelly, who I used to work with, she put me onto that, and. I was like, you take the advice of the locals, right? Like someone came in town and asked us about pizza, you know, they would listen to people instead of like whatever the hell magazine is writing about. Um, but yeah, that sucks that they don't have chicken chicken steak too, I guess, for people who don't eat steak. I, I never, I, I assumed they did. I thought every cheesesteak place had chicken steaks. No, I actually, the last time I went to Philly, I went to, I don't remember the name of it. It wasn't, it, it wasn't 20 loops. Um, I went to one of the, uh, cheesesteak places and they didn't have one there either. I ended up getting like huh. our, our version of like an Italian hoagie type thing instead. Um, oh, and I do have one more thing to say. Sadly, folks, uh, for those of you who know me, you know I love mascots. I did not get to meet the Philly fanatic. I saw him on the field but I didn't get to meet him. I'm very disappointed. That was the only reason why I wanted to go there. <laughs> <laughs> was he not going around in the stands or nothing like that or walking around? I never saw him. Okay. I asked uh, I asked this this uh, wonderful older woman who was working in the stands. I was like, does he come up here? And she said, yeah. And I said, I really want to meet him. And she said, oh, I think it's so adorable that you want to meet him because I'm a grown woman. <laughs> um, but no, I never saw him. And trust me, we, we walked uh, the stadium several times on all the levels. I was stuck. Like I was everywhere we were going. I looked around for him. So no, he was on the field a lot uh, and very funny, but I didn't get to meet him next time. Philly fanatic next time. Uh, all right. So bucket listing to do. Maybe next time the Yanks are playing there. I wouldn't mind. It's a, it's a short trip. It's only two it hours. Is, it's a very short trip. Yes. It can take me two hours to get to Yankee stadium in traffic sometimes. So that again, it's not, not too much of a difference. All right. <laughs> Uh, so before we get into the uh, rundown of the week, uh, make sure you go ahead and send us some stars, which is a digital gift that helps us earn money for Pop Culture Pros. So uh, come out and uh, let's talk some baseball then. Um, all right, so we will kick things off with the Yankees. I don't won't call it a West Coast trip because it wasn't exactly exclusive. But it was a trip against two last place teams where this is, you know, you're trying to chase down the Rays and, you know, kind of get your season going. This, this is the part of the schedule that you would expect to kind of take care of business with. And I would say I would say the road trip was disappointing. 
Barry. They went three and three, which you're like, okay, most times road trips, you take 500 or more, and you're like, okay, with it. But this is against Oakland, who's running out like a double or triple A ball club. And, you know, it's almost like the teams that go in, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters played against the Generals. Like, you kind of, they're going to just beat the crap out of them and move on. Uh, the Yanks dropped the opener two to one, which was immensely disappointing. Uh, Johnny Brito, though, did get recalled. He took the loss and pushing his record to four and four. And this is a couple of times during this uh, show where I'm going to mention that this is why baseball records, wins and losses for pitchers, you do take it with a grain of salt. I'm not like super analytics, but I do do think analytics, the view of certain stats is warranted. He gets a loss for this five and two thirds, which is not outstanding, but in today's game, okay. Four hits, two earned runs, two walks, and two Ks. I mean, he did his job. He did. You know, he, he did the job. He gave his team a chance to win, and that's the fate. He gets a loss. That it just it annoys me. Uh, Josh Donaldson was one for four with his seventh home run of the season, which at that point was keeping a certain streak going. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Rizzo was one for two with his twelfth double of the season and two walks. Anthony Volpe was three for four on the night. And that was pretty much it for the Yankees' offense. Um, completely, um, pretty disappointing. Uh, Lisa, there was there was something going on with Josh Donaldson at the, at this point. Yeah. So as of that game, when he hit his seventh home run, it was his thirty-first career home run at the Coliseum, uh, and quite possibly his last because uh, they're moving. Um, but the Yankees fell to zero and six this season when he whenever he hit a home run. So. While it's a good stat for him, it is not a good team stat whenever Josh Donaldson hits a home run. However, we will learn in a in a subsequent game this week, he broke that streak, thank God. Yeah, thankfully. It was, it was kind of getting weird. It was, it was adding on to – it was piling on to my issues with Josh Donaldson. It was like, yes, he hits a home run. Oh, shit. Oh, that means we're going to lose. Yeah, basically. Uh, I do have a quick um, Oakland A's update, too, and uh, apologies for probably pronouncing this guy's name right. Estueri Ruiz is the first Oakland A with 40 seals since, do you remember? It's got to be Ricky Henderson. No. No. After, after him. Uh, awesome name. Awesome speedy, name. Speedy A's. Oh. Uh. Oh, an amazing baseball name. Go ahead. I, I'm drawing a mic right now. Coco Crisp. Coco Crisp. Damn it. I usually think of him as, as, as a Red Sox for some reason, but yeah, he was with the A's for a while. So. Yeah. So he had 40 steals. Uh, Coco Crisp had 40 steals in 2011, and uh, Ruiz was the first to do that since and the first in the major in the major leagues with 40 stolen bases before July since 2015 so kudos to him uh anthony volpe should do that too but he up until recently he hasn't been getting on base enough to seal oh yeah anthony volpe we'll talk about in a little bit uh more mm-hmm. but you know i i definitely see that in his future I, like i said before I he's going to be their, their leadoff man once he you know really solidifies consistently doing his thing at the plate which it looks yeah. like he's starting to figure it out but that's but his game just it screams lead off at it to me like completely so. absolutely. Um, the second game of the road trip though was a pretty big deal. Um, and if you went ahead and stayed up for this, I mean, I'll admit it was a battle. I went through 
watching the game in multiple places, which I would I told Lisa about <laughs> last night. I, I do not normally do, but it, it kind of lent itself to it. This is where the Yankees went ahead and blanked the A's 11-0 and Domingo Herman through the fourth perfect game in New York Yankees history. Uh, he was the 24th major leaguer to throw a perfect game and the first Dominican-born player to pitch a perfect game in Major League Baseball. Quite a historic night. Uh, the stat line, Herman was, uh, gets the win, obviously, pushing his record to 5-5, five and five, which, see, that's a record where I can, under, that's pretty much describes Herman's season. Like, he's, yep. he's up and down. He would have been yep. the most unlikely starter out of all the Yankees. I'll even throw Clark Schmidt in there to have to done this because he got smacked pretty bad his last two outings. No one saw this one coming, even against Oakland. Um, nine innings pitched, no hits, no earned runs, no walks, and nine strikeouts. So pretty good strikeout performance there as well. Uh, Josh, Josh Donaldson did field the, the final play, uh, final out of the game. Um, that was a little cool thing for him. But uh, through the offense for tonight, uh, John Carlos Stanton was two for four with the seventh home run of the season, three RBIs. Josh Donaldson, one for four, a double, which was his first double of the season. First, yeah, it's pretty much literally all or nothing with this guy. Uh, two RBIs, IKF, one for three with two RBIs and two walks. So he had a pretty good night as well when a run scored. Uh, Harrison Bader was two for five with his third double of the season. Anthony Volpe was two for four with his 10th double of the season. A run scored and his 16th stolen base of the season. So pretty good night all around for the New York Yankees. Do you know that Domingo Herman also had another record during the game? Uh was it around the ninety-nine pitches? No, it was his five. He recorded his five hundredth uh, strikeout. I was not aware of that. I yeah, was, I, in the <laughs> in the bottom of the first inning, he he recorded his five hundredth strikeout. He did it in one hundred and seven games and his eighty-fifth start. Nice. The 99 yeah. pitches, by the way, pretty impressive. Very impressive. He got through nine innings with 99 pitches. Yep. And I'm so glad that that wasn't a weird thing in the seventh or eighth inning where he was nearing 100. And then it would have been like, oh, are you going to let him finish this or not? Oh, my God. Boone would have pulled him so quickly. Oh, there's no question. They were not going to let him finish it. There's there's no question about it. Um, I also I didn't hear you say this, so I'm just going to say it out loud. And if you did, I'm sorry. But uh, the 11 runs that the Yankees scored are the most in any perfect game as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I did not. I, I left that open. <laughs> yeah, so that's also pretty cool. A lot of records in the game. Yeah, pretty historic night. Uh, pretty awesome to see Herman got, obviously got the championship belt after the game. Some, yeah, that was uh, Pretty cool photos that the Yankees have posted and stuff. So pretty, pretty good thing all around. And I know the next night, Jeff Nelson had mentioned that apparently he was went out and celebrated with some of the team because he was talking about like times where he went out and celebrated stuff and it was something in, in back in the it was back in the day he was talking about there was a time where he came home at seven o'clock in the morning when they were playing he was pitching for Seattle against the Yankees because he knew he wasn't pitching the next game. Uh huh. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, <laughs> but the next night though he did mention a little bit of you know celebration stuff so i didn't get into too many details which is good i'm sure they didn't want him to <laughs> no i'm pretty sure they did not <clears throat> so that takes us to the uh series conclusion over there in oakland where the yankees went ahead and beat up on oakland rightfully so starting to get back on track there 
Uh, Clark Schmidt picked up his third win of the season. His record was three and six. Who has been pitching much better as of late? Like Schmidt, Schmidt looks significantly better. Um, five and a third innings pitched, five hits, three earned runs, three walks, three Ks. IKF two for four with his fifth home run of the season, uh, driving in three. This was it. Josh Donaldson one for five with his eighth home run of the season, two RBIs, breaking the streak that Lisa had mentioned. Thank God it was over. He, hopefully he's not having too many more bats for the New York Yankees moving forward. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Uh, Harrison Bader was three for four with his fourth double of the season with an RBI and two runs scored. Uh, John Carlos Stanton was one for four with two RBIs and a run scored. And Gleyber Torres was two for five with two RBIs as well. Yes, and Donaldson's home run was his longest in uh, StatCast era. It was a 472-foot shot. So... Also a pretty impressive uh, launch. Yeah, when he gets into them, I'll, I'll say that. I, I think I remember we even talked about it a couple weeks ago. He was hitting the ball pretty hard. He's just not hitting the ball very often, which is mm -hmm. a problem. So, uh, Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson. <laughs> so, Yanks were rained out Friday night in uh, St. Louis, which pushed it to a doubleheader on Saturday and uh, definitely a tale of two games. The yep. Yankees completely got annihilated in the first game by a final of 11 to 4. Severino continuing to struggle, getting his third loss of the season. His record is now 1 and 3. Uh, lasted only four innings, nine hits, seven earned runs, nine runs in total, three walks, and two Ks. Uh, on the bright side, which there wasn't many in this game for the Yanks, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera was 3 for 4 with an RBI and a run scored. Uh, Anthony Volpe was two for four with a run scored, and Jake Bowers was one for five with his seventh home run of the season, driving in two. Um, and that brings us to the nightcap, which there was a lot of rain delays, by the way, in that first game. The second game, um, was like 8.30. So the rain delays totaled two hours and 37 minutes. It's a whole nother game. That's a whole other game. I in think 2023. I think the game we went to last night was two hours and 37 minutes. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> it was, They could have played a triple header in, in the matter of that, uh, with the rain noise that they had. In. Um, so the Yankees did go ahead and salvage the nightcap by a final of 6-2. to two. Uh, Yankees would have went, went with a bullpen game in this game, which I don't know. I'm not sure why you don't call up like a Johnny Brito. Maybe he wasn't on rotation in, in the minors. That's what I'm going to have to assume that that was the case. They wanted to keep him on, um, but they went with the bullpen game. Uh, Michael uh, Michael King did pick up the win, his second win of the season. His record's now two and four, three and a third, one hit, no earned runs, no walks, and two Ks. Anthony Volpe, red hot again, two for four with his third triple of the season, an RBI and two runs scored. Labor Torres was one for four with the two RBIs, and IKF had himself another game, three for three with a walk and two runs scored. Ian Hamilton actually got the start. He was the opener in this game. Yeah. Before, you know, they started running at everybody. Yanks are pretty successful with these bullpen games. I mean, they're weird, and I know no one really cares for them that much, but um, their record in, in bullpen games is pretty good. Yeah, I'm curious to see. So tomorrow, uh, spoiler alert, tomorrow is TBD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm curious to see who they put out there to, uh, then, whether they'll call up burrito or uh do another bullpen game or what i don't know but yeah it's it's very peculiar vasquez um, I also do... vasquez, or, vasquez or burrito vasquez, would be guys right. that i would have called up 
Absolutely. Um, again, I don't know if you mentioned this, Anthony Volpe um, with his hit in the top of the second extended his multi-hit streak to five games, which was the longest for a Yankee since Aaron Judge, and he did that in 2021. Yeah, Volpe has definitely been starting to find that at the plate ever since the chicken farm dinner night with uh, Austin Wells a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, maybe that's a, that's a new thing now. When you're struggling at the plate, go have some chicken farm dinner at Anthony Volpe's house, and then, you know, you kind of get going after that. There so, you go. It'll, it'll be a thing now. By the way, how did you feel about Jose Trevino doing a safety squeeze? Um, Pretty impressive because we don't see that much out of the Yanks. Yeah, you, you don't. You really don't. And that was – I was thoroughly impressed. And it should be – it's going to sound, like, bad because, I mean, it, it was executed. Standards have been very much lowered with bunts these days. Like, even, like, last night I was pretty sure I was, I was cursing about one and stuff like that. It's just that this is a simple thing. The, the I, Both of our catchers should be able to do it, which he did it last night, which was you know, impressive. Uh, I just shouldn't be as shocked or, like, blown away by it. So, but no, I'm glad. I'm glad it's there. Maybe the team is working on fundamentals like that, like especially the bottom of the order. Trevino, Higgy, Volpe starting to work his way back to the top of the order again. But guys like that, like you know, Ryan and McKinney and stuff, like they should be able to execute those things. Absolutely. It shouldn't just be you know swing for the fences and or we don't score. I mean, not for nothing. Much as I love him, maybe John Carl Stanton needs to lay down a friggin' bunt. Listen, if he ever laid down a bunt, I mean, that would be astounding. And he would, listen, even with his running or lack thereof these days, he would probably get to, he would get a single easily because of the, the stunning, the whole defense would just be four. I know everybody would be like, whoa, he knows how to hit the ball less than 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are certain guys who, like, whatever. Should you know how to do it? Yes. But, like, Stanton, Judge. No, Those guys course, shouldn't. Yeah, no. but, that was just a joke. It, it no, no, listen. Hey, it, it would be outstanding. If, if you're struggling, why not? Why not? Yeah. So, um, all right, so that brings us to the uh, Sunday game, which was the series conclusion, and more about records here in a second. Uh, Yanks went ahead and dropped this one 5-1. to one. We're completely shut down on offense. Uh, Garrett Cole got the start. He took a loss in this game, his second loss of the season. Uh Whoops, nope. Uh, six hittings uh, pitched, six hits, two earned runs, two walks, and five Ks. And wasn't much to speak of. So the Yanks offense, three for 29 on the night on the day, one for six with runners in scoring position. But Garrett Cole gets a loss for that line. Six innings, six hits, two earned runs, uh, two walks, and five Ks. Jimmy Cordero came in and made a mess of things. He gave up three runs, like, Basically instantly, so yeah. I think it was a two-run homer to was it Nolan Arenado, I believe it was, that went ahead and pushed them up for good. So you got to take you got to take care of business against last place teams. So that's, that, that's yeah. Um, but that brings us to last night where the Yanks came home and had their first ever fireworks night. At least in a new Yankee stadium, and as as far back as I can possibly remember, this is not a thing. It's something that I have thoroughly enjoyed visiting other ballparks throughout the years, and I did. I have always wondered, you know, I wonder if the Yankees would ever do something like this, and they did, and it was it was awesome. It was an awesome night overall, but the game itself 
was a tale of two games because this game, the first half of this game, was not great. No, stretch of the imagination. Um, Domingo Roman did get his first start since the perfect game, had a perfect first inning, and then not so good. Uh, he took a no decision on the night. Uh, he lasted four and a third, nine hits, two earned runs. So a lot of hits, but you know only two earned runs. Um, Nick Ramirez came in, by the way, and really kind of like saved his line right here because he did strand some runners that were in there. So that was kind of, that was a big deal. Uh, no walks, though, five strikeouts. Tommy Canley picked up his first win of the season. Uh, Clay Holmes came and locked it down for his 10th save of the season. And those two, Canley and Holmes, have been lights out. I mean, the Yankees' bullpen overall has been phenomenal this season. But Holmes looks like he's really straightened it out. He looks like first half 2022 Holmes again, where he's dominant. And Tommy, Tommy Canley, Tommy tight pants, like – he he's been great. <laughs> he does, man. That's it. He like, did you see the the video I sent you? The the Yankee no, it's, last night. It's funny. You sent that to me, and I had just seen it and posted it like ten minutes before you sent it. It was hilarious. Because John Carlos Stanton looks like the picture of the Rock with the fanny pack. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love the fact that they had leaned into that. That was it's such a random commercial, but it's hilarious. Oh, man. That commercial is great for many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Anthony Volpe was two for four on the night. Uh, hit his 11th home run of the season. He really kind of got things going. Uh, two runs scored. Uh, Kyle Gashioka, two for two with his ho- uh, fourth home run of the season. He also had his eighth double of the season. Those home runs were back-to-back, which was – that really got the stadium jumping. I mean, it was a sellout crowd last night, and you could feel the energy completely lifted up. After the Volpe home run, it left it up. But the Hickey one, then, I mean, the stadium, the stadium was rocking last night. And I called the Hickey homer. Did, did, Lisa did call it. She said it would yep. it'd be, it'd be nice to have back to back now. I mean, but it it made sense because both of them, you know, the 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 prior at bat, Anthony Volpe looked like he was about to get a triple, but the outfielder made a phenomenal catch, and then Hickey basically hit it in the exact same space place as Volpe, but it dropped in and he got a double. So oh. they were both like right on top of the ball. I, I kind of feel, and when it, when Volpe hit his home run the next inning, I was like, okay, Higgy's totally doing it then. Because they were both right on time. Oh, that outfielder that made that catch to Rob Volpe, though, he, he had a moment last night. So for those who, who may have not checked, um, Aaron Hicks did make oh. his return to Yankee Stadium last night. I forgot who and, it was. Uh, no, and he, the Yankees went ahead and put up a welcome back video, a little video montage, and the crowd booed to hell. And they booed Hicks every single at bat relentlessly. I participated in it. I fully admit that. Um, but we were discussing this, and apparently some people, you know, are kind of all in, got themselves twisted up in pretzels and stuff on Twitter uh, and on social media about this. You know, talking to uh, Yankee fans being like classless and stuff or something like that for the guy. The guy got booed out of Yankee Stadium for the last two plus seasons straight. He had to leave in the middle of a game. Yes. Because he kept getting booed by his fans. Yes. What did you think was going to happen? Exactly. I mean, it hasn't been that long. Like you said last night, it's not like it was a year and a half ago. This just happened. Yeah, and I think if it happened, if he was gone for like, if this happened last year, 
and he was and he was released last year, and they haven't seen him since. I think the reaction goes over completely differently. You know, time has happened. The fact that it was only like about a month or two ago, it's still the wound is still fresh, and yes. the fan base despises him. And now Donaldson is now the guy that he's out of there, so he's basically the guy we're all hoping that we can boo off the team and fingers crossed it works maybe after the all-star break maybe during the all-star break he gets released. maybe during yeah, maybe like, during they got to cut the bait but i don't know i think whether you booed or not with hicks last night i, I you're fine i'm fine with it one way or the other i personally didn't think it was in bad taste i mean he booed him aaron hicks is gonna be okay Aaron Hicks is still getting paid by the New York Yankees and getting the set his salary from the Orioles. So when he if he feels bad about it, he can go and look at the next check that comes in or deposit he gets, and he'll feel a lot better. He feels so much better. Yeah. Also, you know it's bad. Uh, you you like you know you're really not beloved when John Carl. So I didn't know this until last night. I didn't I didn't recognize it. I should say. Until last night, John Carl Stanton's batting average is really bad right now. It was like a 192 during the game. And and Josh Donaldson's batting average was like a 198, I think, in the beginning of the game. John Carlos Stanton wasn't getting booed. Josh Donaldson was. Yeah, and 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 Stanton has gotten his share of things at times, but nothing like Hicks. It's not it's not in the same stratosphere. As oh no no no! Nick, Hicks his was Hicks was longstanding. I mean, we we've been talking about it for the last two years hard. Like yeah. We were definitely talking ish about him for a while now on this podcast, and we'll continue to do so. I must say, yeah, no, he, he just—it's—it's it's horrible. He, he was—I just—I don't—I don't just—I don't know what you expected to happen. So, uh, on one hand, you can look at him like, all right, Yankees, read the room. You, you kind of knew what was going to happen, but on the other hand, like if they don't put up the video, does it look bad? I don't know, and I said this last night. I hear yours. I hear Hicks is a very nice dude. You know, like maybe the people there like love him, his teammates love him, or something like that. But it wasn't working out here. That could be the case. We know Cashman and Boom love him. You know, maybe like a brother. Who knows? But it's just, I, I don't know. I have no problem with with the reaction of, of the fan last night, especially being yeah. one, especially being that I was one of them that booted him in the video. Too, so. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you had mentioned John Carlos Stanton, though, who looks like he's starting to get this swing going at times, and it's just—it's crazy when bats at bat with him. Because and one at bat he could look phenomenal, and then another bat he looks like he's never picked up a bat in his entire life. So it's kind of weird. But he was two for four last night with a sixth double of the season. Uh, IKF was two for four, and the big swing came though from Harrison Bader, uh, who was two for four in the night with seventh home run of the season, three RBIs. That three-run homer he hit. Uh, late in the game was tremendous. I mean, it's so the, energizing. The place erupted. The place erupted. And say what you will about, you know, my only knock against Bader has been his health since the Yankees have gotten. Like, it does suck. He's had two ILs since. And yes, they got him knowingly in a walking boot last year. But when a dude is on the field, he's a difference maker for this team. He really is. Like, he brings the energy. He brings, he, I mean, he's an outstanding center fielder. And he's giving you enough at the bat. I mean, if you were expecting Harrison Bader to be like a top five guy in the batting order, that's not who he is. He's never been that. He's not going to be. But if you can be a productive bat, bring speed, bring energy, you know, bring some leadership there and outstanding defense, 
you know, I'm all for them re-signing him because he's a free agent after the season. And Monty's been good since since leaving too. I'm not trying to knock Monty either, but you got to give something to get something. And the Yankees have pitching. Pitching is not the problem with the Yankees. It's been position players. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's good. I think they can get Bader for a pretty good price this offseason too. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. So. Yeah, I I love I love him in the outfield. I love his energy. I love how he pumps the other guys up. I think he's like he's his energy reminds me of maybe a little bit lower key, but of um, Swisher. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. A lot yeah. of people used to say Swisher's energy came off like he was kind of fake, in a way. Uh, like has so anybody ever has anybody ever seen his Instagram? Because he's like that all the time. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I personally didn't think so. I'm just saying, but like that's some been yeah. some chatter around. But Bader's is like he's a gamer. He is. He's a gamer. He's that guy who, and I know I love the fact he wears the turtleneck from the '90s and stuff when it's when it's cold. Where I don't know where the heck he got it from. But he, he stole. I told you he stole it from Brett Gardner's locker. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> probably true. Um, but he, I mean, he just reminds me of those, those kind of guys again. Just. Yeah. Just stay on the field. That's literally my only knock for Bader. And yeah. Like, otherwise, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of this. Me too. Um, and the fireworks night. So, do you want to talk about it first? Sure. I okay. uh. So for those of you who know me personally, uh, the Fourth of July is my least favorite holiday. Not because I don't love America, I do. Um, but because of the fireworks. So I am like Ted. From the movies, I need a Thunder Buddy. I need a Fireworks Buddy. I'm like everybody's dogs during the 4th of July. I go hiding in a hole and I need to have headphones on. So when Ed invited me to the game, I stared at my phone because he invited me via text. I stared at my phone for several minutes and I was like, I want to go because I want to see the Yankees. But do I really want to torture myself with the fireworks? So I eventually said yes, like a big girl. And his wife was even surprised that I said yes, because she knows me. Um, but it ended up being beautiful. I did wear my headphones. I was not playing music, though. I just wore the headphones to deafen it a little bit. Um, but it was beautiful. It wasn't crazy loud. The reason why I went because I was because I didn't think the Yankees were going to be dropping M80s in the field. And they didn't. It was it was gorgeous. They had it timed to the music. I mean, a couple of the songs were head scratchers, I have to say. Um, I'm disappointed they didn't play Empire State of Mind because I feel like that would have been a good one to, to play. But um, no, it was great. And I mean, the song that they ended on was absolutely perfect. It was New York, New York. Very beautiful. Um, if you follow our Instagram page, which Ed loves to tell you the name of it at the end of the show, I did post a couple of videos I took on our page. So you can see it there or on the Yankees page. But it was really sweet. I did, and I and I will uh, fully admit this too. I had to grab Ed's shoulder be right before it started. They had a hundred second countdown, which was almost as long as the countdown for the beginning of our shows. Um, <laughs> so at the last ten seconds, I went like this on Ed's shoulder. Uh, hopefully, I didn't do like the Vulcan death grip on him. That was right. But um, but he was very kind and, and allowed me to do so and didn't make fun of me. <laughs> Ed, what did you think? I loved it. I and I've seen a pretty good amount of these shows now in other cities. Like I mentioned, even like minor league ballparks. I'm sure I've caught one in, in Brooklyn and Staten Island as well. Um, but you know, this was great. Yanks did a great job last night. Uh, yeah, the music selection 
especially when you pepper in a little journey. Um, <laughs> going to be a little rough, but um, no, I mean, you knew they were going to close with New York, New York, which was great. Uh, Party in the USA, I kind of figured something like that was coming too. And it was just cool that they went ahead and played it. You know, they fired them off to the beat. And Enter Sandman was great. When they started playing cool. it, I'm like, Enter Sandman's a pretty long song. It I was is. like, they are they actually go? No, they did. They did, they did a shortened version. And of Welcome it to too. the Jungle. And yeah. Welcome to the Jungle as well. So I personally like most of the musical choices. They were a little bit random, but they're also songs you would hear at Yankee Stadium for the most part. I mean, not full. I'm sure at the game today, they will play every American song you could possibly imagine. Anything with the title of U.S. or America will be played at Yankee Stadium today. Which, yes, it's 4th of July. Happy birthday, America, so why not? But, yeah, the Jeremy song I thought was a little random. That was, and whatever, maybe it's because it's me. And I despise Journey, but I, that was the one I thought was random. Everything else I was okay with. Uh, you know what would have been, like, really epic? Is if, while they played Enter Sandman, Mariano Rivera came out with, like, sparklers. <laughs> if he would have jogged out of the bullpen with sparklers, that would have been phenomenal. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, we didn't mention there were pre-fireworks, literal fireworks, randomly during the game. And there was also, what was that, a Falcon? What kind of, maybe it was a Falcon? It, it wasn't kind of an eagle. Was. I yeah, think it was a Falcon. It started off in right yeah. field foul pole and flew to the left field. Yeah, yes, that, that was, was really cool. cool. And they could have timed out. You would have thought the Yankees, you would have thought the Yankees put that together the way it happened. This was right before the fireworks that went from one to the other. Yep. Could be the yep. Rally Falcon. So, so <laughs> it was a Rally Falcon. So Ed and I have, uh, I think we were both at all three games. Were, were we, I know I was at the Squirrel game. Yeah, I was with you. Was I with you? Yeah, we were, we were both at the Squirrel game. That's when we were in the suite. Okay. That's the suite. So, it's the Orioles. Right, right, right. So we were at the Squirrel game. We were now at a Falcon game. And weren't we at the Cat game too? I think we were actually. I think we were. I, I, I know I was, and I'm usually at a game with you. So we've been at games with yeah. three different animals on the field, and our favorite game was the bag. <laughs> oh, yes. The floating bag by Anthony Rizzo. <clears throat> that flag was involved in the game for like three, three innings straight. <laughs> it was fascinating to watch where that whole thing was going. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo was like, yeah. <laughs> so, listen, I hope the Yanks go ahead and keep this going for or make this an annual thing because I think whenever they're home, obviously, and yeah. you, know, you have to do it at night. They could to doing it today would have made no sense because no one would have saw anything. And I don't think you're going to do a night Fourth of July game in New York because you have the Macy's fireworks show going off at the Correct. same time. That would be a little bit weird. So, I think the timing of this was cool. So. It was, and, and I, I think I've only been at the stadium twice with the lights fully off. Oh, my God, it's so pretty. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They were doing a big light show last year in the playoffs, like before the game, so that was pretty yes, cool. Yes, that's right. where I saw it, yes. Yeah, and I'm sure that'll be the case with the concert. with the, Oh, my uh, God, the I can't wait. 50 Live, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah, me too, that should be awesome. All right, so uh, that takes us to our awards of the week. First off will be the... Uh, top of the heap hitter of the week, and uh, Lisa, who is your top of the heap hitter of the week? You know what? I'm gonna let you go first because I have two people that I can go with, and I feel like we're both gonna have the same first pick. So you go first. All right. 
Going with Chicken Parm, Anthony Volpe. Mm-hmm. is my pick of the week uh, over his last seven games. He's hitting 519 with a 536 on-base percentage and a 741 slugging percentage. Uh, one home run, two RBIs, a walk. Uh, only four strikeouts, which was an issue for him at one point. So that's pretty good. And one stolen base. Hopefully like to see a little bit more of those, though, because I mean, he did get his first caught stealing of, the, of his career during the road trip. But he's pretty damn great at it. I would like to see him get more aggressive on the bases. Um, that was 14 hits and seven runs scored. So he's 14 for 27 over the last seven. And it's the exact seven that we covered. So uh, what do you got? So he was my first choice. However, I had a shout out. So I'm going to go with my shout out. Isaiah kind of Falefa. Nice. Yeah, he also had a really good uh, week. His slugging percentage was 619, on-base percentage 519. He also had a stolen base. He had five walks, nine hits, six runs, five RBIs, one home run. His average for the week was 429, and his his OPS was 1.138. So he was right there with Anthony Volpe all week long. Uh, and who? So you had Volpe and IKF. Yep. Okay. I was trying to find it was I, I was trying to find the stat that was posted recently about Volpe's numbers since the here we go. So in his last 18 games since the chicken parm dinner at his at his house with uh, Austin Wells, he's 22 for 58. So he's hitting 379 over his last 18 games with five doubles, th- a triple, two home runs, seven walks, and an OP- OPS of 1050. So. That slight adjustment in the batting stands that that him and Wells took a look at has done wonders for him. To question why our Yankees hitting coach or anyone anyone in the organization didn't figure that out a little bit sooner, that's a whole other question, but (laughs) I'm just glad it got figured out. I'll just leave it, put it that way. So do you think that this uh, chicken parm thing is similar to, I think it was, who was it? Was it Wade Boggs that ate chicken before every game? Before every single game. Now, I don't think – I mean, I haven't heard of – if Anthony Volpe's pounding down a chicken parm before every game – He definitely so can't it, do chicken parm, but if it's chicken no. – That would be – listen, that would be impressive. <laughs> well, he's still young, do it. But <laughs> He is still young. He can do it. It's not he like can still he's... do it for now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but – yeah, that's just – I'm just glad to see the kids go. And I, I can imagine him getting up to the leadoff spot, you know, sooner than later because now he's out of the bottom and oh, we'll go over the lineup in a minute for today. But he is finding his way back into an RBI slot. So, But I think that's where he'll ultimately fit him perfectly. Um, so our King of the Hill pitcher of the week, I mean, it's kind of hard to go another way, but it's – You could say, you can say yeah. it for both of us. Yeah, it's Domingo Haman. You throw Absolutely. a perfect game. I mean, that's just what it is. We went over all the crazy stats for the perfect game while, uh, earlier in the show. So he's our king of the hill pitcher of the week. Kind of can't go ahead and around that. Second start could have been better, but the perfect game, you know, topples it no matter what. Absolutely. All right. So I we are going to go – I'm going to go ahead and drop the Yankees lineup then that was just revealed uh, as the show – going on so we will take a look at this together for the first time before we get to our rest of our series preview and bang we actually have some graphics for this so Lisa you want to <laughs> go through the Yankee lineup absolutely so uh this is interesting as you named when it first popped up uh because Anthony Rizzo who was our cleanup hitter last night 
is batting first tonight, playing first base. Uh, uh, up second, Glaber Torres uh, playing second base. Third up, one of my favorites ever, Giancarlo Stanton is DHing today. And let me tell you, I was thrilled that he was in right field last night because I got to see him the entire night, not just when he got up to bat. So uh, thank you for that early 4th of July gift, Yankees. Uh, batting cleanup, number four, Jake, damn it, Chloe, Bowers playing right field tonight. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then number five, and you see him right there grinning at you, but his retainer is not out of his mouth in this picture. Harrison Bader will be batting fifth and playing center field. And as uh, Ed just mentioned, Anthony Volpe climbed up a little bit, number seven uh, on the batting order, Anthony Volpe playing shortstop, followed by Isaiah Kainafalefa, who was uh, my hitter of the week, batting eighth, playing third base today which means that um, our boy Le Machine is getting the night off. And then, um, oh, I'm counting wrong. Nope, that was one, two, three, four, five, six. Seventh was Isaiah Kainafalefa. Eight is Oswaldo Cabrera playing left field. And batting ninth is the catcher, Jose Trevino. Uh, and pitching for us tonight is Clark Schmidt. Today is Clark Schmidt. Yeah, so hopefully he continues his history going. This is a huge series for the Yankees. This is a pretty big homestand going into the All-Star break because, I mean, you're chasing the Orioles. You can, take, you can win this series. Then you got the Cubs coming in this weekend, which that's a team you should be beating up on, but we said that about the Cardinals as yeah. well. So this has just been a roller coaster that's been the Yankees season so far. But still nine games above 500. You're still in the mix here. You're tied for the second wild card with the Astros at the moment. I would say that division's gone, but you got to kind of climb up, you know, the ladder before you're going to get there. So, yeah. Right. So that's the Yankees lineup for this afternoon. Uh, and do we have anything on the? Uh, or yeah, you just had mentioned tomorrow's a TBD. Tomorrow's TBD, but we have the rest of them. So today, uh, as we saw, I'll start with Clark Schmidt because we saw his name already. He'll be pitching for the Yankees. He's a righty. He has a 3-6 and six record, 4.37 ERA, and 79 strikeouts for the season. And he'll be up against Kyle Gibson, who's a right-hand pitcher, 8-5 and five record, 4.66 ERA, and 74 strikeouts. Um, tomorrow, July 5th, Dean Kramer will be up for the Orioles, right-hand pitcher, Eight and four record, five point oh four ERA, eighty two strikeouts, and he'll be up against the Yankees mystery person. So we'll see who that will be. And then in their game four uh, on the sixth, Kyle Bradish, 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 uh, it will be pitching. He's a righty, four and four record, three point five eight ERA and seventy four strikeouts, and he'll be up against Luis Severino, who's a righty with a one and three record, six point three zero ERA and thirty four strikeouts on the season. And then after that, they'll be playing the Cubbies. Yeah, so got to take care of business. That's that's pretty much the thing. But first things first, take care of the Orioles. Um, and and by the way, today, July 4th is a pretty big day in Yankees history as well. I mean, first and foremost, you got Lou Gehrig's speech, his luckiest man in the world speech, which you know I'm sure will be played many times during today's broadcast as well. Uh, starts with that. You got Dave Rigetti's no-hitter against the Red Sox in 1984 which is a big moment, too. Um, also, John Sterling and George Steinbrenner's birthday is today. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Susan Waldman will have her star-spangled 
vest. Oh, that spectacular vest. Yes, that will definitely be rocking today. So, yeah, so <laughs> listen, whatever you're doing today, enjoy your day. Whether, you know, barbecue, some baseball, some beers, you know, some fireworks, not the loud ones. But, some headphones, whatever yeah, some you headphones. need to do. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. I have a, a life hack calendar. And on today's one, this is good to know, especially for you, Ed. It said uh, more dogs are lost on the 4th of July than any other day of the year. So... Uh, I'm assuming it's because I'm like a dog on the 4th of July and they go hiding because they're terrified of the fireworks. So take care of your pups. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your kids if you have them. Be safe out there. A lot of people can get crazy today. But um, enjoy it and celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Marvel's gotten, she started to get her, you know, relaxing pills and stuff like that too. Last night was bad, by the way, with the thunder. I That actually woke me up. I don't know if you heard it or not, but it was. I did was not. Pretty, thank God. Yeah, it was pretty serious. I was like, "Wow, that's that's a bit nuts." So, mm -hmm. all right. Well, we're gonna change it up for our closing for the day because I mean, it is Fourth of July. So. Those who listen to Network would probably be a little bit familiar with this, but you know, yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite like crazy American songs. So, yeah. Go up in the 80s as a kid. It's real American. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us today. As always, I can check this out on the Facebook live stream. Be sure to check out the Empire 161 show group and join the group. Uh, we got a bunch of cool lineups and uh, highlights and stories that don't make the show. So, you can come check that out. Uh, check out Pop Culture Pros as well, because we are presented by popculturepros.com. Uh, and also check out, you know, the other shows that are on the network as well. Uh, if you're checking us on YouTube, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros on uh, Twitter. Follow at Pop Culture Pros and also follow us at Empire 161 And also on Instagram at the underscore Empire underscore 161 underscore show. So, a lot of fun there. And wherever you find your audio on the podcast, go ahead and send it and subscribe as well. We'll see you all next week. Let's go Yankees and happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, folks. <laughs>